0: You are listening to The Black Landscape with Andrea Spearman, where Black excellence is always trending. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Andrea Spearman. We are in season two of The Black Landscape. Today we have with us community cultural bearer, Jamila Lane. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Andrea. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yes. We're so glad to have you. So let's start, you know, taking us on a journey to your dance movement. I've seen you online and I know that you hold your own Afro-Funk movement classes, but how did your dance journey begin?
1: It began at the age of six. I grew up with the love for dance, passionate about all kinds of dancing and just throughout my school age years up into high school and now adulthood, I just kept that gift with me. I started out as a praise dancer at church, yes. as well as taking um, classes at the Malonga Center um, and just having different dance teachers throughout my my life's journey who instilled in me um, a lot of African dancing as mm-hmm. well as hip hop. I've also had the opportunity to travel to a few different countries, like Haiti, where I've uh learned more about Afro Haitian dancing and the culture. So that's a little bit about that. But I really um grew up singing in the church, um, which kinda led to, you know, more dancing, poetry, storytelling and things of that sort. Mm-hmm and in 2019 um i founded a dance group called ishe dance where me and another sister in the community we um we danced at a lot of birthdays weddings um other community events and we found passion through that and also um building a sisterhood as well
0: that's fantastic and so how did the how did you decide to start holding the classes
1: A lot of folks have been pushing me for, you know, since like college to to teach dance, to teach classes. And I started out with youth, actually. Um, My first uh, job being a dance instructor started at Burkhalter Elementary School in East Oakland.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. That was my first experience um, working with youth in the form of dancing from like pre-K all the way to fifth grade.
0: And,
1: yes. Come on, um, Burkhalter. <laughs> yeah. I really um, feel like working. And if you could work with youth, you can uh, pretty much work with everybody. And there were some mm-hmm. of the parents coming in like, do you teach for adults? And I'm like, no, not yet. But it's coming. I have a sister friend who has a space in West Oakland, and she was encouraging me to actually hold classes at her space so this year um I thought that was really appropriate especially with like transitioning into um different ways of you know being healthy and also just kind of like exploring what it means to be either like a like a solo artist or just kind of like going more in depth into uh, my creative abilities with
0: confidence yes ma'am this is such a storied and I don't want to say common, but very relatable dance journey like here in the Bay Area. Like we, I can't tell you how many times people have been like, I started at church, <laughs> which is also my story, <laughs> took classes at Malanga, also me, you know, and I feel like the Malanga really draws people together when it comes to diving in and discovering your, that African diaspora and connection when it comes to movement in the body.
1: Right. And I think that's very important, especially as um, young black women and just black people in general, is just kind of finding our way in our path. And just it's really great to meet teachers and folks along the way who kind of take their time to kind of um, teach you about different dance styles. I remember being in first grade um I had a dance teacher named Rahema and the drummer Masango, and they were from the Congo. And that was like the first African dance style that I've learned um, was Congolese and leading into like Afro-Brazilian in middle school and then hip hop, modern and all those different styles throughout college and high school. And I danced at every rally, like every school rally at Oakland <laughs> Tech. I've danced in all the rallies. And it's so interesting because in high school I went to Oakland Tech for about two years. They had um, you know, either you sign up for PE and, or the dance class. Um, Miss Travic is a dance instructor there. And I did not have the opportunity to dance in her class because they uh. like split, split the group up. But I remember at every assembly or every event I like knew the dances and I'm like how did you know all the dances you know but yeah it's just been such a gift um and I know that my natural gift is dance but it's interesting that it's leading me into all these other works that I uh that I do
0: Yes ma'am so in your afro fun class it 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 fuses all these different styles that you've learned, or does it focus more on the African diaspora, like Congolese, Brazilian?
1: It's actually a fusion of all different dance styles, and I mm-hmm. like to say there's a fuse of like funk, like soul, like funkadelics, James Brown, like my way of how I grew, up, you know, grew up dancing, like how I intertwine all these different pieces. Um, because I didn't want to come at it like I'm just focused on a certain style of dance that I'm not really a master in. So I just kind Mm. of like grabbed all these different pieces and said, okay, Afro funk. So there's some hip hop in there. There's like jazz, there's like West African, there's Afrobeat. I really like using the old school music intertwined with like new school and like like Wizkid and Fela Kuti, Shayun Kuti, Rick James, and all those different folks (laughs) that have inspired me along my journey.
0: So right now we're going to pivot a little bit and talk about Melanade. Am I saying that (laughs) correctly?
1: Yes, you are. Yep. What is that? So Melanade is a plant-based juice company um, that I founded in 2016 What led me to building this company was, one, I had got my first job at Safeway in 2015. And I just remember, like, if I could wake up early to go work for someone else, you know, I could definitely do that for me. And I always had a love for, (laughs) yes, and I always had a love for, like, making things with my hands. I started out baking cakes, actually. Uh, My grandmother taught me how to bake from scratch. So I would, like, sell cakes, you know, a few summers. and then. In 2016, I changed my diet actually from, you know, a meat diet to more a plant-based diet because I, you know, suffer from asthma, allergies, and also uh, PCOS, which is still a journey that I'm figuring out how to mm. um, fill that with, with my juices and food. And right now, Melanade is a company that is I, I'm seeing more of it as a wellness company and that mm-hmm. encompasses, you know, not only juices, but, you know, food, um, you know, movement and things like that. But the juices was one thing that's very unique about the juices is that they are supercharged with healing courts, for example, rose quartz, oh. amethyst. And I charge them on the new and full moon cycles. And the idea of them is to help clear blockages in your energy. And it really aims to support any ailments or dysfunctions in the electric body. So that's the catch with melanade. It's essentially aid for your melanin. And um, I use more alkaline fruits, although I've been like mixing and mingling because at first I was like so stuck with this is an alkaline product. But now I'm also exploring, okay, I can use like different sweeteners. But they're all organic, all natural,
0: and all delicious. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you. So how did you learn to bring all these elements together? Like which juices and which, you know, gemstones would be matched right for that? Was that something that you're experimenting and learning with? Or do you have a mentor?
1: Yeah, I actually kind of experimented by myself. And and with I had a partner at, at a time and we were actually studying a lot about healing stones and we were collaborating on a like crystal business together and um i just read and also it's kind of influenced by queen of Fua as well who talks about a lot of charged water um you know folks probably don't know that they could ch- supercharge their water and it kind of changes the the frequency of the water and the elements of the water so there was this thing where I'm like studying about copper and how copper is a conduit of energy that helps with relieving arthritis and pain and I just kind of took it to the next step and was like I want to, because I used to love calypsos and all these different drinks from the store and I knew when I changed my diet I stopped drinking soda I stopped drinking a lot of different juices and I was just like, what if I made like a lemonade stand? And then I thought about <laughs> Melanade, you know, because when we talk about our bodies and being electric beings, and I was just on this like thing about vibrating high and your frequency. Yes. And to be honest with you, sometimes I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, what two fruits go good together? And that's kind of how I burn <laughs> juices, like, and and I'll be right on point with like the benefits or like even how I match the fruits, although there's still things that I'm learning about, you know, all of that and juicing and how to take the properties from the juice without ruining the fruit and things like that. But um, most of it is meditative when I come up with drinks and um, they all have special unique names, which I either tend to name after like close people to me or, you know, that reminds me of places like, my very first popular drink was Firestorm, and that's uh, made with mm. hibiscus, turmeric, ginger. And um, the idea is for it to, like, um, release any inflammatory in the body's intention mm. in the, the body. Um, and my brother said it makes him feel enlightened, like, when he drinks it. Mm. it remember- set a fire down in
0: your soul, huh?
1: Yes. And and I was like, you're playing, and he was like, nah. <laughs> and he was like, I'm serious. Creating the juices for me is just kind of like what I think other folks will like, and then even what they might not like, or even if I don't like the juice, you know, I, I tend to like just kind of step out the box with what I feel folks might be into. And the other yeah. thing is I try to offer seasonal flavors. So there's not a time that I'll probably use like a pineapple in the winter time, or, you know, like fruits that are not readily available. I know, of course, we um, live in a society where like everything is mass produced. So you can use the fruits year round. But I really try my best to do what's in season. That's another unique thing about the business.
0: That's amazing. I'm blown away at your entrepreneurial spirit.
1: Thank you. It's been a, it's been a challenge and I actually was just thinking that I'm juggling a lot, but it, everything is in alignment, you know, like everything that I'm doing right now, I feel like it's definitely tied to my life's purpose and my destiny.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for sharing this experimental and ongoing process for this holistic product. So, right now, we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. To catch up on previous episodes of The Black Landscape, stream on Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, and Spotify. Hey, fam, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you about it it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, just in one place. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We are back with Jamila Lane, Juice Goddess. So, Jamila, one thing most folks know to be true about Oakland, and it's among many cities across the Bay Area and the nation, that are plagued by increased violence, homelessness, and lack of availability for proper nutrition. In fact, Oakland is in a food desert. Could you define what that means to be for the people?
1: So a food desert or food apartheid means that there are not resources that are readily available as they should be in a community. Most times it's marginalized communities that don't have resources such as food, jobs, economic development in their city that helps it thrive. And East Oakland in particular happens to be we We say it's a food desert, but it's just that there has not been any processes or things put in place for East Oakland to have the proper stores and the proper grocery um places for folks to shop if If you see there's like a influx in liquor stores in East mm-hmm. Oakland and like almost no, on every you. corner. And you have to question yourself, like, why do we have, like, only one grocery store out of, you know, when you go to North Oakland, you see we got uh, tons of grocery stores. And and they do that by, you know, I guess, I I think it's to keep the population low and just to kind of keep us in this constant state of um, having nothing.
0: And that's where deep grocery co-op comes in, right?
1: Yes. So the Deep Grocery Co-op, we are a worker-owned grocery cooperative, and we are dedicated to restoring East Oakland's community um, through fresh organic produce, community education, and cooperative economics, which is really a big one. um, Because as you see, a lot of our folks in East Oakland and Oakland in general have been demoralized, especially with gentrification, crack epidemic, that kind of like really messed up a lot of generations, generational wealth. So we really want to focus on prioritizing the well-being of Black and brown people. Um, We want to bring a functional food and economic system to the hood. It's very important that we start thinking outside the box and really circulating the dollar in our community, kind of what our grandparents would do. You know, like there are a lot of Black cities and the Black um, enterprises that have been dismantled and destroyed and it's kind of just kind of keeping us low you know and the reason why um, we want to bring the stores because as I mentioned there are no reliable grocery stores in East Oakland there's no nutritional value like a lot of the food that's sold is just like it's not fresh it's not organic sometimes it's mostly like packaged foods and then the distance that it takes So deep East Oakland, there's only Max, which doesn't have, it's it's really good in price, but a lot of the food is not quality. And then sometimes when you go to an organic grocery store, the prices are too high. So we want to make sure that we create a system where the food is affordable and is low priced. And we want to also provide nutrition education to our community because there has been this kind of constant cycle of us not really knowing how to, you know, nourish ourselves, nourish our bodies. Um, We eat a lot of like junk food, you know, fast food. Um, So a lot of times when we're kind of bringing this to folks, especially our folks, our black people, they're not turned off by the idea but Mm -hmm. they have a lot of resistance to what it is and what it could be. Especially, that's my experience, like passing out food to certain schools and places. You see that a lot of Latinx folks come out and get the food and our folks either have too much pride or nobody's cooking anymore. Like our grandmothers aren't cooking, you know, like our mothers aren't cooking and it's not being passed down in that way. Um, So we really want to make sure that we bring um, a new life to to East Oakland um, mm-hmm. and really help empower the folks in East Oakland. And the DEEP stands for Deep East Oakland Empowering the People. So food yes. is one of many ways we want to bring um, this empowerment. But we also want folks to know that they have an opportunity to thrive in their mm-hmm. city, you know, without people coming in and there's gentrification and, and things like that.
0: And so for folks at home who don't know, what is a worker cooperative? What does that mean?
1: So a worker-owned cooperative is basically Um, where like-minded individuals, they come together uh, with a common goal. And the idea of a co-op is for it to not be a hierarchy. So there's Mm -hmm. equal decision-making power between all the members. Um, The folks who work in the store are actually owners of the store. And that means that everybody has equal amount of ownership. There is a board that you have, which includes like the president, secretary, and treasurer. But everybody is always informed of what's going on in the business. Um, there's no one like under anybody. So that's the idea of a worker-owned cooperative.
0: And how does D connect with others in the community? Where do you all get the food from?
1: So right now we we get our food from our cousin store, Mandela Grocery Co-op in West mm-hmm. Oakland. And they source from various farmers, other pr- organic produce vendors throughout the Bay Area, and then we also have connected with folks like Actonam Verba, um, who is our fiscal sponsor. They um, have given us food. Once upon a time, So Root Farm, Planting Justice, um, and, mm. and folks like
0: that. So tell us what a typical program or day of giving would look like for the deep grocery co-op where do you guys set up shop
1: so right now we um are doing a buy black campaign um which is sponsored by crc is actually their buy black campaign but they sponsor small businesses in oakland and right now they're helping us with operations and logistics so we uh distribute food twice a week thursdays and sundays Thursdays are usually our days where we either drop off food to schools, senior homes or recreation centers. And then Sundays we kind of pop around throughout East Oakland, Eastmont Mall, Gazali's, ShopRite. And we've recently been going to more deeper East Oakland areas like 81st, 98th. And sometimes we go throughout like the dubs. We meet our volunteers, we circle up and we kind of Um, do like a check-in and just see how folks are feeling. And then we kind of drive to these different locations and we stay there 30 minutes at a time, giving out food to the community, socks, um, PPEs, hygiene kits. And then we just kind of go from there to different areas. And we end possibly, we end around like five, six o'clock most days um, and then twice a week, we go to Mandela Grocery Co-op and pick up these large orders um, Wednesday and Saturdays so that the f- vegetables can be bagged for the very next day. We also have gotten donations from Farm the Roof, which is a new farm um, mm. in North Oakland. It's on top of the new Whole Foods, I believe, oh. uh, this, like Coalition of Nurses. Who um, have a rooftop farm and they've donated us greens um, like arugula, lettuces, and other things like that. And it's really cool. Yes, and that's ma'am. We hope like we really hope. Like one thing that I visualize really is for us to. One way I could see us circulating the dollar in our community is to um, have a lot of home growers. So folks. Having neighborhood farms, neighborhood gardens, where folks can then sell us their produce, you know, so we can like compensate them for the food that we purchase from them. And that's, I think, is a good way to keep the dollar circulating in the community.
0: Yes. Cooperative economics. Well, Jamila, I thank you so much for joining us and giving us so much great information about yourself, Melanade, Deep, Grocery Co-op. Tell our audience where they can find all of these wonderful resources.
1: Definitely. So I'm on Instagram at Melanade. That's M as in Mason, E as in egg, L as in lion, A as in apple, N as in Nancy, underscore, A as in apple, I as in igloo, and D as in dog. And um, you can find my personal dance stuff i'm going to work on an instagram for afrofunk but right now i am carbon queen on instagram so that's k as in king a as in apple r as in roger b as in boy o as in om n as in nancy and then you spell queen with a k so that's k-w-e-e-n and then the deep grocery co-op we have a website um, the Deep Co op, and then our Instagram is at the T H E D E E P grocery Coop. and that's where you can find um, all the wonderful things that we're doing.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here. And we thank all of you out there listening and supporting another season. This has been another episode of The Black Landscape, where black excellence is always trending.